What's going on, everybody? It's Cooper and James, and we are from the Backpans. It's a windy Monday uh, night here up in North Dakota, James. How, how's the weather down in Arkansas? Pretty windy, but nice. It's like in the 70s, and I actually felt good enough to sit outside for a while to, this week, so or today, rather, so pretty nice. Heck yeah, that's good. Uh, I think we might be getting some snow here coming up in the next day or two, so that's pretty lovely, but enough about the weather. It was a pretty good weekend of bull riding. The PBR had their Ty Murray Invitational down in Albuquerque at the pit. It did not disappoint. There were some big-time bull rides. Just a really unique atmosphere for that event. I know, James, you've touched on it before. It's one of your personal favorites. Uh, it was definitely definitely a good one to catch. Don't you agree? Oh, absolutely. And uh, I don't care what venue they put it in. It still would have been my one of my favorites at the tingly coliseum but then you change it to the pit where the crowd is literally right on top of them like that it is loud even on tv so i can imagine how loud it is in person yeah it it gets loud in there for sure and keep keep those pbr workers in your mind because that uh that building is not very fun to set up i know we touched on that last week but i'll say it again it takes a lot of work to get that place ready to ride bulls that is for sure but We've got a lot to talk about, so we'll quit messing around and get right to it. Grab them slides, boys, because we're coming at you from the back pans. So to kick things off, we'll touch on the Velocity Tour here for a little bit. Taylor Tovez won the Velocity Tour event in Oakland, California over the weekend. 87 points on one head. Taylor earned 37 world points. Good to see Taylor finding some success. He was on tour for basically all last year and the first part of this year and got sent down. So it's good to see Taylor finding some success and get another crack at the UTB level. Absolutely. You know, uh, look what it did for Eduardo Parasidu. Now he's in the top 15 and, or close to it anyway. I think they put him in the 15-15 the bucking battle, so he'd have to be. But he was to the point where he got cut and had to go down to that level. And so it's a it's a stepping stone. It's confidence builder for guys that have already been there. Yeah, absolutely. It can be a really good tool for them guys to back off on the bull power a little bit and kind of fine tune some things before they get back to the UTB tour. The Velocity Tour only has one event this coming weekend in Casper, Wyoming. So it'll be kind of a quiet weekend on the Velocity Tour, but that's okay. Before we get back into what happened at Albuquerque, James, I would just like to say we kind of touched on they were having two 15-15 bucking battles last weekend, which they did. However, the PBR didn't really tell us that they were going to change the format so that these guys weren't having to get on six bulls. We apologize for that. It has not been that easy to track these different formats that the PBR is using. They're just really not putting that information out there till later in the week. So I know I apologize for it. And James, you feel the same way, right? Absolutely. I, you know, I don't want to give anybody any misleading information or anything like that. But what we what we give you is all we have to go on at the time of recording the podcast. We'll try to do our best, but like James said, sometimes that information just doesn't come out until basically the day before or day of. So it's kind of hard to keep track of all that, but we'll keep doing our doing the best we can. But going into Albuquerque here, 
it was a really solid weekend of bull riding. The two 15-15 bucking battles did not disappoint. And I believe they had the same winner for both of them, Dalton Castle, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct, James? Absolutely. And I, if if I'm not mistaken off of just memory, because I don't have it in front of me, but I think he was 90, over 90 twice and looked fantastic, the one that I did see. But the Iceman's coming out of the cold. Yeah, Dalton did look really good in, in both the 15-15 bucking battles here. I know the second bully got on Nasty Wishes. I would have bet the house that he was going to ride him. That bull should fit every lefty on tour. Really nice for that level. And if you're that level of left-handed rider, he looks like one you can kind of open up and have some fun on. That is for sure. So good to see Dalton finding some success. And Kaike knocks down Moonlight Party in the first night on Friday night. That's a bull that doesn't get rode a whole lot either. So good to see Kaike knocking out a rank one like that. Absolutely. Like I said, the ice man's coming out of the cold. We're going to have to get him some more ice so he don't thaw all the way out. But going into the main portion of the weekend, so how it worked is there were some uh, preliminary rounds on Friday and Saturday for the guys outside the top 15. And then some of those guys got to advance on to Sunday. So they had the preliminary rounds and then they went on to Sunday and it was a one-day deal one long rounder and the top 12 come back to the short round. The world number one, Joe, Joao Ricardo Vieira, he wins the event 184 and three quarters on two head. Joao earned 138 world points and Joao picked the money bull. He picked Wupa. He hasn't been ridden as much as he has been in the past lately, but Joao made a count. The bull stayed hooked up to the left and Joao made an outstanding ride on him. James, what did you think of Joao's performance on Sunday? You know, I was thinking to myself when I seen that on paper, I don't know whether to pick Joe out or to pick the bull because he doesn't always just stay in those same tracks like he did before he goes right part of the time. And, and if he goes to the right, then Joe out don't have a prayer. But if he goes to the left, Joe out going to ride him all day long. And he, he did. And thankfully, that bull did go back to the right, but right at the whistle. So he got a big score, like 94 and some change on that bull. And uh, it was just fantastic to see him step up with that kind of confidence and to even be able to to make a direction change and stay on. And talking about the world title race, the number two man in the world, he finished in second in Albuquerque, Dale and Swearingen, 183 and a quarter on two head. Dalen earned 88 world points. And Dalen, I thought, picked a really good bull for him as well in the in the short round. He went with I'm Legit 2 of JW Hearts and put up a big-time number, put up 93 on him. And if you looked at his rider score, he was over 48 points. So the bull had a good day, 44 and three quarters, but Dalen absolutely dominated him. He came slinging with the spurs, and it paid off for Dalen. Other than Jose Vitor Lime and a couple of other guys, I've never seen a rider score higher than that, rather, that I can recall. I'm sure there's been one or two other ones, but not very many. Dalen really went at both of his bulls. He got on Bubba G in the long round. That's a good matchup for Dalen. That bull's pretty consistently to the left, and Dalen really put a thumping on him, too. So the way Dalen's riding right now, if he's going to draw into his hand, it's pretty tough to bet against him. Same thing could be said for the number two guy. <laughs> so he is number two. Excuse me, the number one guy, JRV. 
to me, that's what makes this whole title race right now so much fun to watch because they both struggle quite a bit away from their hand, one worse than the other one. But they just so dominating when they go into their hands. And with the drafts, if they make the championship round, that really plays into their favor, I feel like. so. And the shortened season does too. So who knows who it's going to come down to, but it's fun to watch them guys go back and forth and trade blows. In third place, we had Eduardo Parasidu. Eduardo was 88 and a half on one head and he earned 53 world points. Really nice bull ride in the long round. Didn't get it done in the short round. There was only two guys to ride two in uh, Dalen and JRV. So Eduardo had the highest one head total and comes away with a third place finish. Yeah, that performance there, that's going to solidify him in the fifteen top 15 in the world which is important because these bucking battles this year are really proven to be a big deal. I mean, they're extra points in a smaller shortened season. Every point matters, and being in that top 15 is going to give these guys an opportunity to accumulate more points. So good overall weekend, I thought, for Eduardo. Oh, Eduardo's making some fantastic bull rides and kind of kind of like what I hope to see out of, out of Taylor Tovis because Taylor's got all the tools and now that he's won a velocity tour event and earned his way back on tour, will he take advantage of it? And will he build from it in the same way that Eduardo did? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Taylor can do that. Moving on into a tie for fourth and fifth, Matt Triplett, 88 and a quarter on one head, and he earned 34 and a half world points. Brady Fielder was also 88 and a quarter and earned 34 and a half world points. Good to see Triplett and Brady uh, finding some success there in Albuquerque. Triplett's a guy that he's been banged up a lot lately, um, but he's looked pretty good, I think, coming back. I mean, he hasn't been necessarily the most consistent as I've seen him, but he's been getting getting bulls road about everywhere he goes. What do you think of these two for the weekend, James? Matt Triplett put together two really good – well, both of them put two um, good rides together. If you count the plant, the preliminary rounds to get to that actual event on Sunday. And so, you know, to see, you know, Matt Triplett step it up after all these years, because I've been watching him since his rookie year, to be thinking about retirement and things along those lines and then flip the switch and decide, no, I still like to do this and I'm still having fun and proving it every week is, is pretty awesome to see. Yeah, I agree. I, I know I had heard that kind of talk coming from Matt over the last year or so, but it, it really looks like he's refocused and motivated to be there. A couple other things I want to mention about Albuquerque. Sam Woodall, he's a younger guy from Australia. He steps out Friday night and puts, puts it on one for 92 points, and that was a rank bull ride. James, what did you think of Sam's effort on Friday night? That was definitely the best bull ride I've ever seen Sam Woodall make. That might even be his highest score ever recorded. I know it probably is in the United States. I don't know about Australia, though. Yeah, I mean, 92 points at any kind of bull ride, and that's that's getting it done at a pretty high level, no doubt about it. I want to talk about some a couple bull scores from the short round. Pookie Holler at Chad Burgers, 45 and three quarters. He tied with Boopa for the highest marked bull on Sunday. Let's take a look at those Yeti Bull of the Year standings here. It's a tie right now between Riding Solo and Whoopah. They're both averaging 46 
12.13 points per out. Um, they both given up two rides and they both have eight outs. That's about as even as it can get. Um, uh, Pookie Haller, he's in fourth. And the reason he's a little bit lower is he's had a few of those not so good outs. He's had a couple where they didn't mark him as high as, as he probably should have gotten. But the thing about Pookie Haller is he's already got nine outs. And I'm sure they're going to keep bucking him this uh, spring as the spring goes on. So he's going to have an opportunity to drop some of those lower scores. So if this bull keeps performing like that, you could see him get up into that race with Wupon riding solo. Some other notable bull scores for the weekend. In the first 15-15 bucking battle, Mezcal was marked 46. That's pretty dang good, but he had a little bit weaker trip on Sunday. So that bull's hoping to get his out so he can drop some of those lower scores. Whoopa, he was 45 and a half. Nighthawk of Martinez's was 45 and a half on Friday night in the 15-15. Highbrow Cat was 45 and three quarters. So there's some big time bull scores in that bucking battle on Friday night. Yeah, that, that bull pretty special in his own right. It just depends on how consistent they can stay and just like the riders. I think whichever one stays the most consistent throughout the finals is going to win. I think by far the hardest part about Highbrow Cat or the biggest challenge that he faces is there are times he never gets into a spin. He's definitely a field bull. Like if guys try to cheat him, he will not do what you're expecting him to do. And when that happens, that's when it tends to be those 43 and a half, 44 point days. If he gets a guy that's really going to try to ride him jump or jump, that's when you're going to see the really big-time bull scores. He's got all the athleticism, the electricity, everything you could want out of one. It just depends. If he thinks a guy is cheating him one way or the other, a lot of times he doesn't turn back. I think that'll about wrap it up for Albuquerque. They're going to Sioux Falls, South Dakota this weekend. So the website says it's the last Cowboy standing, but it also has a 15-15 bucking battle draw up. So I don't know what the exact format's going to be. I'm not even going to begin to speculate, but it is going to be a good bull riding. They really usually have a really strong set of bulls in Sioux Falls. They tend to throw out all the all the big-time bulls there. And just looking at the 15-15 draw, it's stacked. There is going to be some serious bull power for these guys in the 15-15. So I'm excited to see it, and I think everybody else should be too. Absolutely. I, I haven't seen the draw, so I, I don't know. But what stands out to you, Coop? Jose Vitor Leme on Jake Metal's Grand Theft. If I had to place money, it would be between him and Dalen Swearingen on Wupa. If Wupa stays left, that could be about 96. Or more, especially if Dalen gets the Spurs flying like he did in Albuquerque. <laughs> I think if Dalen tries to do that on him, there's a, there's a strong possibility that bull could go back the other way. So that's going to be an interesting one to see. I think if I had to place money on it, I would go with Jose on Grand Theft just because I think he has a better chance of riding him than Dalen does. But if Dalen rides Whoopa, that's your round winner, 100%. Absolutely. And I think it's time for payback. Because he got him down in Vegas the first time anybody had ever seen that bull go to the right. So that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. So I think now we'll transition to our rank ride fantasy portion of this podcast. 
Rank Ride Fantasy Bullriding is free to play in 2022. Make your picks for PBR riders and bulls and get in on the action. The year-end champion will receive a VIP trip for two to PBR World Finals in Fort Worth, Texas, and a custom Rank Ride bragging rights buckle. Follow Rank Ride Facebook and keep up with great giveaways on the Rank Ride Fantasy Instagram page. Rank Ride Fantasy, your connection to the Western lifestyle you love. Sign up to play free at rankridefantasy.com. So Rank Ride Fantasy, you can find out more about them at www.rankridefantasy.com, at Rank Ride Fantasy on Instagram, Rank Ride on Facebook, and Rank Ride TV on YouTube. Name of the game is pretty simple. Pick six riders, pick three bulls. Hopefully you get your bulls road and get some bull scores and you're going to have a pretty good chance to win. And we're actually going to have part two of our interview with Bonner Bolton and Slade Long on this episode here today. But after Albuquerque, James, what is what are some things you're looking at? I know you mentioned Jose earlier. Is that going to deter you from picking him in tier one if you no. think he's that beat up? No, because I'll never bet against that guy. That's just like trying to say you're not going to pick J.B. Mooney just because he's a little bit beat up. I mean, he's been beat up his whole career, and look what he done. We're talking about two different guys, but I think they both have the same kind of mentality of, yeah, I'm going to go in there and get my bulls rode, and if I physically can't, then I'm not going to show up. So would you ever pick J.R.V. and Dalen over him and not have Jose? Because I think that you didn't have Jose on your team for Sunday, did you? I don't believe I did. I think that was one time I did pick somebody else. I don't recall who I had, to be honest, because there was two different. Uh, it turned out that there was two different rank ride events because of the way the schedule was. So I don't really remember who I had on there. It was one of those deals where on paper, it looked like they should have rode way more bulls than they did on Sunday. Uh, there were some matchups that I would have lost the ranch on. Hell on the Red and Chase Doherty was one of them. I think I only ended up getting one qualified ride and three bull scores is how good I did. <laughs> well, I didn't do all that much better. I got two bulls road, and uh, in fact, I didn't even get a bull score in one of them. What a shocker there. Yeah, it was a difficult deal on Sunday. I thought I had some good matchups picked. I really thought Dalton Castle would be a bunch of points on Soy El Fuego of Stockyards Pro Rodeo, that did not transpire the way I thought it was going to. Just kind of a tricky deal, to be honest. And it was unique. They had two rank ride events over the weekend. The first one was for the preliminary rounds. The second one was for Championship Sunday. The preliminary rounds event was actually really tough because you take out the top 15 guys. Guys that were normally in Tier 2 we're in tier one now. Guys that were normally in tier three are in tier two. It was interesting to say the least. I ended up getting seventh. Uh, James, I think you pulled some money out of there too, right? Yeah, I ended up getting fifth. And it wasn't nothing but luck. I'm not going to lie because I looked at that and I remember texting you going, Cooper, this is weird. What's going on? And then uh, you looked at it and I'm pretty sure you had the same thought process because. Up until that point, we had both thought that they were going to have regular 15-15 bucking battles and regular competition. We didn't even know they were changing the format, or at least I didn't. Whenever I seen the seen the uh, rank ride 
draw for Albuquerque, the first the first uh, event anyway. Did you at that point? I guess that's when it really clicked for me that that's what they were going to do. Um, but I had seen an article, I guess, too. But the article I saw didn't, I didn't see it till Thursday. So you're talking a day before the PBR just hasn't been releasing that stuff very early. So it's hard to plan ahead. So going off of what happened in Albuquerque, Sioux Falls is going to be a three-day event. And we don't know the exact format of the event. If indeed it is the last Cowboy Standing, it'll still be unique because as far as I know, the last Cowboy Standing has always been a one-day event or a two-day event. I don't think it's ever been a three-day event. So I'm really intrigued to see how it's going to be formatted, but how much differently do you go about picking your teams knowing it's a three-day event? It just depends on what they do because of the 15-15 bucking battle. That plays a factor. Also, the fact of the draw matters more to me on three-day events than it does a one-day event or a two-day event because I usually just go off of how I think a guy's riding and how hot they are or how hot they're not and kind of just go off my gut. But when it comes to three-day events, those are what I consider rank ride majors because we got an extra day, in this case, of Albuquerque, and possibly no guarantees because we don't know the format. Possibly even in Sioux Falls, we could even get two games out of both of those. But again, we don't know that for certain until we know the format. So. For everybody that does play, pay close attention to that just in case that does happen based on the format. But um, even if it's just a three-day event and it's the same guys all the way through, it's still a major for us because, Cooper, you're what, 15th or something in the rank ride standings, uh, give or take, and somewhere around $1,000 or $1,000, 1,000 points or so out at first, well, you can pretty much gather that up in a hurry, uh, depending on what everybody else does on a three-day event versus where you might get seven or 800 points on a one-day event. And if you're lucky, you might get a little bit more than that or right around that at a two-day event. But it basically just gives you a chance to get more points and closer to that world championship for fantasy bull riding that we're all chasing. Yeah, and without knowing the exact format, just knowing general rules of thumb for a three-day event, most likely there's going to be a decent amount of bulls that are going to buck twice that are long-round caliber bulls. Probably not going to see like your whoopahs and everything twice. You might, but in a deal like this, I would assume that most of those short-rounders, unless they really need outs, are probably not going to buck twice, but a lot of the long-rounders will. So two bull scores is going to be important here getting your bulls road and Sioux Falls. I mean, all of it's going to gonna line up or you're going to have to have a lot of qualified rides, but the two bull scores can really give you a big advantage as far as rank ride goes. Oh, absolutely. And it's hard to know though. One, one good advantage that we, that I've noticed at least from the three day from last week was they had round one and round twos draw up on rank ride. So we already knew kind of what the averages were of the chances of certain guys covering both of their bulls in the first two rounds. Now I might pick, you know, a Cody Jesus or a Keyshawn Whitehorse or somebody like that over uh, somebody that I else I would normally pick 
if their riding probability is pretty high on on both of their outs, depending on, again, depending on the format and how it's laid out. We don't usually get to go around like we did in Albuquerque as far as on the rank ride, but that's usually because the PBR doesn't release them. So it's not rank ride's fault. That plays a factor in, in it, but at the end of the day, just get your bulls road, get six scores. Best of luck for anybody playing. This this thing is really tied up there at the top. I'm moving up, and Cooper's going to start moving up because he's better at this than I am. He's just pretending he's not. Kind of hard to be competitive when you're getting one bull score out of three, but not going to make excuses. But, yeah, I think that'll about wrap it up for Rank Ride Talk. I think now we'll move into our second part of the Slade Long and Bonner Bolton interview. Yeah, that that's a really good point too. And I've noticed that a lot when you're looking at the actual tiers. If a guy's been out for a while, he's usually going to be in tier three. And I don't know if you want to call it the sucker bet, but I tend to do it a lot. You see Jess down there and you're like, gosh, you know, I got to pick him. He's in tier three, probably ain't going to stay there very long, but then he might not do which thought he would, but it makes sense to me, that whole process, because bull riding is such a streaky sport. A guy can be hot for four weeks, and then he can be cold for two months. So it makes sense that, that they move around a lot. That's what makes it one of the hardest sports to do what we're trying to do with it in order to provide the most accurate information to the player, to the consumer of the game and the product. And nobody's really got it perfectly dialed in yet, but we've got a good head start. And... We do provide odds on every matchup, which is, uh, you know, very unique to us as a brand that's part of our IP. And one of the things that we're proud of with Slade and our team that we've developed and being able to run the odds on every matchup. And I think that's going to become more and more valuable for these teams to really use that process in line with their their picks and their their matches for their, their team players. Let's get into a little more about player strategy from a player point of view on the game side of it. Like Cooper and James, James is our last year's world champion. Plan on doing it again. World champion right here and has a lot of experience in the Western fantasy space, played the platforms that existed before us. There has been one official uh, fantasy platform with PBR called Pro Bowl Fantasy 8 that we've kind of now became partners with and taken over and James used to play their platform. And It's just amazing because, you know, obviously you've known me for 10, 11 years or however long it's been a long time. So, you know, that if I had the choice, I'd be pulling a bull rope, but, uh, God, didn't <laughs> you'd rather be really place. getting off. If he came down here today and told me I could walk perfectly normal or ride a bull, I'd tell him to pull my bull rope without hesitation. In the case of, you know, when Luke owned Pro Bull Fantasy 8, and I'll even go beyond that. And, and uh, the first one I ever played was uh, called BuckingFantasy.com. And a fellow by the name of Jason Voss ran that deal. And uh, I called him whenever I first found out about it. I was like, I don't know if I can afford this. He's like, well, I'll just let you play the first week and see how you do. Like, okay, I'll, I'll try it. But if I try it, I'm going to win. And I ended up winning New York that year, and it paid like a 1000 bucks, And uh, that's more money than I made in a month. 
I think overall, there's a lot of people who make a lot of money now playing fantasy sports, which is good for anybody new listening to your podcast to know who doesn't understand fantasy sports. I mean, plain and simple, you got a dog in the fight when you come to our website. You, you pick your favorite riders and your favorite bulls to create your own fantasy team. Uh, it's like being a team owner, but just virtually online and that's the funnest part to me is because everybody's always before we came along or any of those other things, everybody in our sport has always had their money riding on somebody privately behind the scenes. And we're just trying to make that broadly available to people. Even in Vegas, when I went last time was 2015 because I won uh, Luke Steele the last time he, he did it in the year end prize was a, uh, was a trip to the PBR finals. So I went there and that was obviously the year that JB had won the world title. And I seen the, uh, the odds at the casino and I didn't have any money cause I stayed broke. And my uncle was with me and I seen JB had SmackDown. It was three and a half to one odds. And I said, well, I'm tired of gambling and giving my money away. So I'm gonna, you know, loan me a hundred bucks or whatever. He goes, how sure are you? I said, how much money do you have in the bank? Because we might need it all. And he goes, I don't know if I'm that sure, but here's a hundred bucks. And so we made, we, because we split it, because it was his money, made like 450 bucks just by being there. We made more off of that than we ever did in the casino, just passing time waiting for the bull riding to uh, <laughs> pass. So it's a good thing that they've, you guys have now had that available to fans at a level with podcasts and different things like that. And Slade's Slade does a a lot of hard work and Slade, I'll admit, I question you a lot with Bonner and with, with, with Cooper and so on and so forth. And it's not, it's not because I don't believe in what you're doing. It's just like, I'm just like, how does that bull fit in this tier? And wait, you know, the whole Kyler Oliver Mm -hmm. thing being in tier three for, Two or I, three months or whatever. I can settle this slate. It's because James has his favorite guys. And <laughs> if if they're if he picks outside of that, something's gotta be happening. So that's that's what it is. We uh me and James tend to think pretty similarly on it as far as actual strategy. Like I tend to stay away from guys who are maybe like eighty percent into their hand, but maybe only like fifteen away from their hand. That's just me personally because I don't know what they're getting on past round one. So much comes into factor and play as an athlete too, from the human side of just how your day went or if you're feeling right that day or what's going on in your home life, like whatever, you know, so much of the lifestyle comes into play, which I think is what we do draws even more focus to the sport than anything else, because people want to know, people want to know what's going on how are these players feeling from week to week? You see that in basketball and NFL with these top player pick drafts for the virtual stuff, you know, and guys, you know, we, we hope to see it get there where there's so many people involved that we can offer so much on the line uh, that people are playing for millions. Every week. It matters what's going on and it matters the media coverage around each of these players and what, what's going on in the teams. And I think it's going to help a lot of the, storytelling so whoopa has definitely changed his tracks as of late he's not as 
a surefire bet to stay to the left. You know? He's definitely switched his program up. And that's what's good for people listening to your podcast. You know, let me back up to that last statement too. It makes podcasts and what we're doing here so much more valuable for this inside type of information, people within the sport who know what's going on to educate the listeners about the sport. There's not enough of that in the TV uh, broadcast from week to week that people just kind of get the bare raw action. Um, this really explains the how and the why and just you, the average viewer who doesn't, who's never ridden bulls would not know, but these animals can get smarter and are highly intelligent and Whoopah is one of those for sure. He, you've seen where he went, got rode how many times last year, Slade? I don't know a bunch. For me, just listening to you and Bonner talk, kind of going back and forth like this, it, it makes me even more proud to be a part of this any way that I am in any way that I can be because I can just feel the passion radiating off of both of you for this sport and for this uh, platform. And it's an honor to be the first official champion. And if everything goes like they have been here lately, I think uh, I think we're going to be headed to Fort Worth in May. He's calling. Yeah, the shot. he's on track to win the next season already and uh, claim his second world title with Rank Ride Fantasy. But what I I was gonna say there, along with y'all's uh, bit, is we're excited about the new game features. I think it's going to break things down even more simple for people who want to get involved, but don't know much or know how and uh, really connect dots for people in a little bit simple format. You know, the thing for everybody to realize is we're a new company. Uh, this is a new process, relatively new to the industry altogether, but we're getting it pretty dialed in as we go. And I rode bulls for, I guess 19 years and Slade rode bulls for how long? I'm about 15 to 17, I bet. Yes, sir. And, and was a pro bull rider himself. And uh, Slade's been doing disruptive things in the technology space with the industry since. Well, how long has pro bulls, bull stats been there? Since 1999. Since 1999. Back when uh, the rise of Bone Thugs and Harmony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even. I was already 30-something by then, so I don't know who Bone Thugs and Harmony are. <laughs> oh, yeah. You did, too. We know you were bumping Bone Thugs and Harmony while you were typing on the keyboard. <laughs> yeah. I, was probably, I was probably listening to Metallica back then. For some reason, they're having two in one weekend instead of making Albuquerque a, a major like I feel like they should have instead of just having two 15-15 bucking battles. The unfortunate thing, and I'll go ahead and say it, is there's just not much rider representation to fill that gap. In fact, I'd love to be in that role if they want it, you know, if they realize eventually that there's a better process because there's not much rider representation. And it only a rider would really be able to tell you how much of a, and an honest good rider at that, how much of a real ask it is to push that much out of your athletes in that short of a time on that level of caliber of an animal, because there's, it's not like these guys are getting on just the easy guys, you know, the easy bulls out there. They're getting on the, the hardest bulls in the world, the most complicated job in the world, the most dangerous job in the world and risking their life a lot in one compact short of time, less recovery time, 
more competition time, more danger, more risk, more greater odds against the athlete. Even just with one matchup every weekend, the odds are still against the rider every time, no matter what. Think about any UFC fighter and how much time they have to prep between each fight. Usually six months to a year or something like that. I don't know. You're talking about man against man. We're talking about man against beast. 1,800-pound bull against a 150-pound man. Sometimes a 2,000-pound bull or more than 2,000-pound against a 125-pound guy. It's never fair. The odds are always stacked. You should never add more on top of the guy's plate. Another thing I was going to ask both of you, if they start doing this more in the future because of the shortened season, I would assume is the only reason they're doing this, which makes it even harder on the riders. How will this affect rank ride in the future as far as like, for instance, this weekend, will we be able to use any of the bulls from the 1515, even though we don't necessarily sign up for 1515 for somebody that's never played this before? Slade would be the one to take that question. I'm almost certain that they would they would either not use any of those bulls in the short go, in which case I would leave them out of the contest, or they might use the bottom end of them in the short go. In which case, I just ha- haven't seen the full draw for the event yet. So, but they, right. they have really different ways. Sometimes they bring some of the fifteen fifteen bulls back. Sometimes they they don't. They have other bulls already set aside. Yeah, so I'll try that's to keep the bulls that are in the event and leave the ones out for the fifteen fifteen if I don't think they're going to appear in the event. And that's that a good question. Sense. And like Slade does for PBR, eventually on the new website in July, we'll have a more of a blog where we put out more information around those kind of things. But it's important for anyone to know that we don't get that information. PBR usually doesn't have it or know themselves what they're going to do until last minute sometimes. So that's why it's really important to pay attention to the website, all the channels like you guys talking about uh, these details, updating people as y'all get it directly from us uh, and PBR for that I was going to say, man, I, I appreciate both of you guys coming on. I think we got a lot of really, really good stuff here, and I don't want to keep you guys all day, but do you want to just let everybody know where they can find, like, Slade, like your Pro Bull stats and Rank Ride and all that? Yeah, yeah. ProBullStats.com and RankRideFantasy.com. RankRideFantasy.com. And uh, number one, we want to say thank you to you guys for the support and, you know, keeping everybody updated from week to week and – understanding what this is all about really and just kind of helping spread the knowledge of that this is out there you can do it it's free and fun bragging rights good way to uh one-up any of your friends you need to challenge at the moment <laughs> or family oh, yeah. members. and uh and it's healthy and uh, you know we just want to keep keep improving on it and providing more and i'll tell you i'll tell you all publicly cooper too even Slade, you don't know me like these other two do, but you guys have basically saved my sanity <laughs> through all the stuff that I've had to go through the last year and a half. You know, somehow you got annoyed enough to get a hold of me by telephone because, <laughs> because hey, this ain't working or that ain't working or whatever. And then we finally got a hold of each other, but I'm so glad we did. And this this whole process has just been a blast for me. And I know Cooper enjoys it, and uh, 
I don't know anybody enjoys playing this game and talking about bull riding as much as I do, but Cooper's right up there. I'll give him credit for that. I play a lot of other fantasy sports and why not play the one that I probably follow the closest. So makes sense to me. And I I agree with you guys. Like, I think this thing is going to get huge because I've seen what it does to football, baseball, basketball fans. I mean, like I've said before, I don't watch very many NBA games, but I have a fantasy basketball playoff matchup that's happening this week. So that'll tell you what I think about fantasy sports. So I think it's great. And I appreciate you guys coming on. Thanks for spending time with us. And we'll definitely have to do this again sometime. Oh, absolutely. Thanks, Cooper. Thanks, James. See you later, Slade. All right. Peace. Peace, Slade. Have a good one. Be blessed, guys. Thanks to Bonner and Slade for joining us. It was a special treat that we got to enjoy. And I hope all of you guys enjoyed it, too. We'll definitely have to try to get both of them back on again. I know I had a good time, James. You as well? Oh, absolutely. But... Bonner, if you're listening to this, next time you're on the air, you're going to reveal one of your talents. You better get that guitar out. Yeah, that would be something that'd be pretty good to have on here. Bonner picking the old guitar. But I think that'll about wrap it up for us. James, do you have any closing thoughts? Oh, absolutely. Just everybody, please, uh, just in general, be patient with us and realize that we're trying to get the best quality content we can out to you at around the same time every week so we're going to make mistakes because based on schedule changes or certain bulls not being out or certain guys not being there or whatever that we might talk about on the podcast just know that we had no control over that and and i know that y'all understand that and we appreciate y'all listening and uh, as usual always remember that every day is a gift from god and what you do with it quite simply and honestly that's your gift back to him god bless cooper floor is yours buddy thanks james back at you and kind of going off that yeah so next week guys we aren't going to have a normal episode i am going to be headed to sioux falls here tomorrow night i think and i will be working sioux falls and then i'm going to be doing that busy week next week they're going to have sioux falls on friday through sunday Everett, Washington on Wednesday night next week and Tacoma, Washington, Friday, Saturday, Sunday after Everett. So I'm just not going to have time to record an episode and do everything we need to do to get it out. So what we're going to do instead is we'll have a interview ready and we're just going to have that as our episode next week. At least that gives you guys something. It's not ideal, but it is what it is and that's life, I guess. But other than that, Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Give us any feedback. And like James said, we're not trying to make mistakes, but when the information's not there and it doesn't get released till the day before, it's kind of hard to be up to date on all that stuff. So we apologize. We're doing our best. It just, it is what it is, but you can find out more about Rank Ride at www.rankridefantasy.com at Rank Ride Fantasy on Instagram, Rank Ride on Facebook and Rank Ride TV on YouTube. You can find us at From the Backpens on Instagram, From the Backpens on Facebook, From the Backpens on YouTube, and my email is Cooper, C O O P E R, from the backpens at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. We truly do appreciate it. I hope you guys have a great week. And until next time, come back and visit us again from the backpens. Mm-hmm.